0: Episode 87 for November 2009. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices. And our Spider Spotlight this month is Spider-Man and the Secret Wars, issue number two. The cover price is $3.99. MailOrder has it for $1.49, which is 50% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com and tell them the Crawl Space sent you. Alright gang, we're gonna tackle our November message board questions, and we're starting off with our good buddy Donna Mark. And he says, For the gang, in a recent Skype chat, us B-listers talked about our most overrated Spider-Man artist. Uh, so who do you guys think is an underrated Spider-Man artist? I.e. one that has a great, had a great run on the character, but people don't seem to bring him up as much. JR, who's underrated, you think?
1: Well, one artist I, I don't recall hearing a whole lot about is Ross Andrew. Uh, maybe they do talk about him, and I'm just not running in those circles. But for me, his Peter Parker and his Spider Man was Spider Man uh, when I was starting out reading. I think he started around issue 125 of Amazing. Uh, I came on board in one on 134, and I think he drew it Amazing until um, 185, the uh, college wow. graduation issue. But uh, so he had, uh, I mean, he did well over 50 issues, as I recall. And I remember when. Uh, um, um, spectacular Spider Man first came out and uh you know, funny enough, I mean your old, old buddy Sal Buscema mm-hmm. grew it. You know, and of course his Spider Man was always a little the head was always a little rounder and Peter always seemed to be a little shorter and mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was just I was thinking that's not Spider Man. I mean Spider Man is Ross Andrew's Spider Man. So <laughs> I, I would uh you know I would say that uh for for me for me it's it's Ross Andrew.
0: Uh Kevin, you got one that's underrated?
2: Uh, I think the best I could say is Mike Diodato. Yeah. He had a short run on the character, but his uh, his style is, is what helped bring me back to the regular monthly comics. It just looked beautiful. And not, I think everybody's really started to discover him as an artist with Dark Avengers, but his Spider-Man run was amazing, too. No pun intended.
0: <laughs> How about you, Stella? <laughs> Anybody that you really love that not, doesn't get much play?
3: Um, I'd say Marcos Martin. Um, he's he's had a few here and there, and he's coming up again in February. But I think probably people will try not to remember the art of that that terrible um, series that um he drew of Bobby Carr. So
0: yeah,
3: <laughs> how
0: about you, Zach? Any clone saga artists? Um, stand I up? was actually going to bring up a clone saga artist.
4: Uh, no, really, <laughs> uh, Stephen Butler. He uh, he drew the first appearance of the of the Scarlet Spider. He uh, he I feel like he was very underrated. He had a pretty short run in the grand scheme of things. I think he only he went from one nineteen to I think he only lasted like ten or twelve months, yeah. like less than a year. But he had really solid artwork, and he had to pick up from Alex Savick, which was a lengthy run on the Web of Spider Man. So uh, I think because he was on Web of Spider Man, he's not rightly or fondly remembered, but he, he did have some really, really solid artwork during the Clone Saga.
0: If you liked his stuff, and JR, you might remember this, he had a long run on the DC Star Trek comic, the original. Oh, did he? Yeah. He, oh. he, he drew uh, some of Peter David's stuff, I think, and, oh, he, and he came on to Silver Sable after he did Star Trek. And then after Silver Sable wrapped up, he w- was transferred over to Web of Spider-Man. So I, I, I'm a fan also. Uh, I, I I th- and he recently did when they tried to do the more realistic Archie
4: artwork, the mm-hmm. more com- yeah he actually was the one that did that. So mm-hmm. that's been what he's been doing lately. Um, also, we, we brought we brought, we talked about him this month. I think Luke, Luke Ross was really underrated, and I think again the, 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 there's similarities between him and Stephen Butler in that Luke Ross had to follow up on Sabi Sema, Yeah. And uh, not only did he have to follow up Sabi Sema, just in general, he had to follow him up mid-arc. Like, <laughs> Sabi Sema quit in the middle of an arc, stopped drawing spectacular, and, and, and Luke Ross had to pick up from there. Um, really, uh, I like him. I, I think another underrated artist is, um, oh, what's his name? That's why he's an underrated artist, because I can't remember his name. <laughs> um, he drew... He drew the. Uh, I know he's not a Clone Saga artist. He drew web of Spider Man. Um, Are you
0: thinking? I of think Tom there Lyle? were a couple of those. Tom, Tom Lyle. Tom Lyle. He drew uh, Adjectiveless. Adjectiveless Spider yeah. Man before he became uh, yeah. Peter Parker. He's a art art teacher now at some local college.
4: Yeah, that's what you were telling me. Yeah. Uh, he he's got. So he, uh, his art was always kind of a hit and miss for me, but I think I think uh, I mean I like the guy because he helped design the scroll Spider
1: costume.
0: So I'd have to go with mine, um, Alex Savick. We mentioned. I, I think I'm the only guy that mentions Alex Savick on a consistent basis, because I I just loved his Mary Jane. I loved his Spider Man and his Peter Parker.
4: He was very it, much I a. a, a uh, I don't want to call him a clone of of of, <laughs> of John Romita
0: Senior, but it was very, very Romita Senior esque. That's exactly what I was gonna say. You took the words out of my mouth. He's uh very much Romita Senior ish, and he still pencil Spider Man. He's he's had one of the longest underrated runs of Spider-Man I think because he does the daily Spider-Man comic strip he inks it on the uh, Monday to Saturday and he draws it on the Sunday edition so Alex Savick is my vote good question Donna Mark his other question is are there any other podcasts that you guys listen to uh, nope. Clone, well, Clone Saga
2: Chronicles that. I do listen to the Clone Saga <laughs> <Tiger> Chronicles
0: <laughs> Word Balloon that- I listen to Word Balloon Jr. or Stella what do you guys listen to um,
3: I sometimes listen to Word Balloon. I've been um, listening to a little bit of uh, Mike Bailey's different podcasts, getting yeah. some sort of standard for the one that I'm producing. Um, Clone Saga Chronicles, and of course, uh, is it Spectacular Webs? I've listened to the the Zero episode of that as well.
0: Jr., are you a podcast listener besides this one? Uh-
3: I'm afraid not and, uh, sometimes
1: I don't even listen to this one because I can't, <laughs> because, because I simply cannot stand the sound
0: of my own voice sometimes.
3: Aww. So, Man.
0: so, uh, I'm, I'm, no, I'm afraid I don't listen to a lot of them. I, I forgot to mention Michael Bailey. I also listen to his show. However, when he starts getting into DC stuff, I'm like, you know what? I like I like you, but I I don't know what you're talking about. So, but, no, I, I like the Michael Bailey's when he, when he talks just about comics in general and
2: and his life and stuff like that. Yeah, say, I, what I, do you I, mean when he starts getting into DC stuff? It's called the Superman podcast. Well, no, he, when
0: he does views from the long box, he he titles yeah, well, that in a while, has he? No, he he puts one out. He he really bitched about Superman. A oh, dude, that, that was that was <laughs> that was epic, awesome. However, I listened to that one because I liked his bitching. So, it, no, <laughs> his
4: griping. Uh, I don't know, Kevin. You might not like that one because he does do a lot of griping about Jeff Johns.
2: Well, here's the thing. I I don't like current Superman really, so I'd probably be okay with that. I like yeah. Secret yeah. Origin, but the direction of the rest of the books doesn't do it for me. But I'm yeah. not really. I've never liked listening to podcasts to be honest. I. I I like to listen to music while I'm at my computer because anything else is distracting. And when I'm not at my computer, you know, I don't want to be listening to a podcast. So, uh, I'm just thankful that so many people like listening to them because this is so fun. But, yeah. uh, Clone Saga Chronicles, Zach's new podcast is, is really the first other one that I've listened to. And I have definitely enjoyed But that's a good podcast.
0: Donna Marks, last question is if there's anything that you would like to change or keep permanent on Spider-Man's costume, what would it be? For example, the web pits, the raised silver webbing like the movies? Or the red and black, as opposed to the red and blue. I like web pits. I don't think they put enough web pits on the costume.
2: I tell you what I'd like to make permanent is medium eyes.
0: Yes, eyes. I, I don't
2: like the tiny slit eyes. I don't like the big McFarlane eyes. I like just normal medium sized eyes. And I wish I w- that's one thing I wish everybody would keep more uniform.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else? Anything else you guys would like to keep? I miss J. the pits. Jr. Stella.
3: I miss I, the platform boots that he used to wear. <laughs>
0: Back in the '70s, yeah, those are great.
1: <laughs> I uh, I always thought that he ought to be red and black instead of red and blue. I thought, always thought that black better suited a character that uh, you know kind of prowls the rooftops at night, and and that really red and blue kind of makes him look like a clown. But. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, that's that's part of that is just the uh, the nature of the medium. I mean, you've got a visual medium, and and back in the Silver Age days, I mean, red and blue stood out. Red and black probably would have bled. Um, So you know, that's just a personal.
0: Mike McConarch, where he was with the Black Cat, he had uh, red and black. So yeah. yeah.
4: Uh, uh, Oh, go ahead, Zach. One thing I always liked uh, the one thing that was kind of different about Ben Riley's suit was that he was it was more of a darker blue. It was more of a black with blue accents as opposed to blue with black accents.
0: Why do you think they, they juggle it so much? I mean, is it the color's pre- preference or what?
4: Uh, I think it's just the colorist.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: You know, yeah, I, I think it's just. Well, because, I mean, the web and black. The red, web and black. The red-black really wasn't prevalent. I mean, it was prevalent. Uh, the biggest time I can re- remember would be during the uh, uh, Eric Larson days.
2: Well, now, hmm. from what I've heard, uh, and JR is more the historian, so he can correct me if I'm wrong. It was originally supposed to be red and black, it was just uh, supposed to sort of reflect uh, light on the costume when you saw the blue in it, and that became iconic, and that's why it stuck around that way, but it was originally supposed to be red and black.
0: Yeah, I I think that's true too. JR, is that right? I think Ditko originally wanted red and black.
1: I, re- I really don't know. I know that originally he had the blue spider, right? Uh, mm,
0: yeah, and It's that red
1: spider, but I, I, I don't know. Ditko's not talked to me lately. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's one of those underrated Spider-Man artists, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the switching between the black and the blue because the red and blue has become so iconic, and that just kind of looks like Spider-Man, but I always think it's badass when you see that red and black, and I think it's got more of that cool impact since it's not there all the time. Yeah.
0: All right, we're moving on to Viper from Johannesburg, South Africa, aiming one for me. Uh, you've had Greg Weissman and Josh Keaton on the show several times, but will you ever be able to get Christopher Daniel Barnes, the voice of the 90s Spidey, for a future podcast interview? You know what? I've tried. I've tried to find an email for him. I, I The only thing I came across is the uh, the agent that he has. And they don't have an email address. I mean, I, I they have a phone number, but you know what? It's usually, when I'm working on the website, it's after hours, so uh, I'm kind of busy during the day to give him a buzz. But uh, I, must, I, fa- I found I his agent, <laughs> so it's a matter of giving having me give him a call and see if he'd be willing to do an interview. He hasn't done much lately, I don't think. You know, after the Spider-Man cartoon, he was on Little. He was also on Little Mermaid. He did the Brady Bunch movie as Greg. So I haven't seen much of him. I've even looked. I've gone to the extent, Viper, of looking on Facebook for him. And I haven't been able to find him there. So if anybody listening knows how I can get a hold of Christopher Daniel Barnes or the actor that I, that was on the uh, Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, I mean the uh, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. Uh, I, he, the guy's name is escaping me, but he has a website and I sent an email asking for him to do an interview and he hasn't returned my email. So if you well, know, think, if, go ahead.
2: I think Zach knows how you can uh, get in touch with Christopher Daniel Barnes. How do you do that? All you have to do is yell out, Mary Jane! <laughs> and,
0: and he comes running. Kind of like a Roger <laughs> Rabbit when you hold your thumb out and the, the taxi comes. Uh, let's see. Assuming this hasn't been covered on, in the reviews, Kevin and Zach, how do you react to the blatant scenes of Spider-Man Peter having sex with first Michelle, now the Black Cat, and potentially more women if things keep up the way they are? <laughs> Pun intended.
2: Yeah, I think, they, I think we have covered that in reviews, yeah. not this month, obviously, but in the reviews of those issues. Um, I, don't, I don't really have a whole lot to to add to it. It doesn't really feel right to me, but, you know, this, no. is, this is where they're going.
4: Well, well, hey, I find it more relatable because because uh, I just want to jump in bed with the Michelle and Black Cat. Yeah, you do. That was, uh, that was, that sarcasm. That was <laughs> sarcasm. That was
2: sarcasm, I <laughs> Oh, please. You might have intended it as sarcasm, but it was for you at the very least.
0: Yeah. Uh, Stella, what did you dress up on for Halloween? What would you go ask?
3: Um, I actually stayed in on Halloween um, for two reasons. The first reason is that Pretty much all my friends have graduated since I say next year to get another degree. Um, and so it'd be me wandering the streets at night alone. So that's not a really a good idea. The second reason was I was... You did that, you could go
0: as Michelle Gonzalez or whatever her name Oh, my name is. word. You
3: yeah, know, that, that poor character, that poor character. Um, and the second reason was I was getting over what I have come to believe was actually swine flu. So um, I had the high knee, as uh, George would say. <laughs>
0: The, uh, I I didn't go out either. I, I had some cute costumes on my front doorstep. I had a cute little Harry Potter with a magic wand of just a stick from a tree. <laughs> that was really cute. J.R., how did little Darth Vader do this? Well, actually, you know, it, with kids and
1: their erratic behavior, mm-hmm. the fact that we, we, that we had a costume, it was a hand-me-down from somebody else, but it didn't have a cape, and then all of a sudden he didn't want to go out without a cape. And uh-huh. I guess I could have given him a blanket, but we still had an old uh, muscled Spider-Man outfit in reserve. Oh wow! And so he went as Spider-Man, Aww. and uh, we had a
0: good time. So. I love that you have a Spider-Man costume on reserve just in oh, case. Oh, we emergency. have we have
1: we have <laughs> both the red and blue, and we have the black. Oh, so. there
0: you go. Nice. Uh, the last question from Viper is: What issues, plot lines, or type of story beat would you wish to see dealt with in a future issue of Amazing?
2: Um, I actually have two things I can say to this. Okay. Uh, one, I'm in a very enviable position with Crawl Space where I can just deal with what I want to see dealt with. Uh, one of those big things has always been the Hobgoblin in Secret War. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, yes. it bugs the crap out of me that they introduced a new Hobgoblin with you know, no hints to his identity and then dropped it. And yeah. he's never appeared in a Spider-Man book. So, uh, you know, I'll deal with that probably around year three. Uh, I want to see Toxin in a Spider-Man book. Toxin, I thought, was a great character with a lot of potential, and he's never appeared in a Spider-Man book. Um, You know, there's there's plenty of them out there. Um, But the other thing is that Amazing Spider-Man, in the solicits for February, uh, has a Morbius issue. So there's something I've been wanting to see for a while, Morbius coming back to Spider-Man, and the webheads are... Obliging on that one,
0: it's your buddy Van Linty that loves Morbius as much as you do is
2: writing it at least. <laughs> yeah, they,
0: uh, so. <clears throat> they. Uh, I think you,
2: uh, Brad, and one of the threads with either Dan Slot or Steve Wacker on our board told them they'd be absolutely crazy not to get me in there for a, oh, for yeah. a Morbius it was, story. It was Wacker,
0: yeah, I remember that. Yeah,
2: and he said Van Lint loves Morbius so much that you'd have to pretty much pry the character away <laughs> from him with the Jaws of Life. So oh. it's, I'm, I'm very, I've been. I haven't been that overwhelmed with uh, his characterization of Morbius in the Marvel Zombies miniseries. It hasn't been bad. It's just not really my favorite. So I'm I'm really interested to see what he does with Morbius against Spider-Man because that's very different from what he's done in Marvel Zombies.
0: Okay. Uh, Let's see. The next question is from our buddy, T.S. Champ. Who is aiming one of my way. Of uh, TS Champ is in Florida, by the way. Uh, Brad, did you ever want to write comics for a living? Yes, I think that would be fun. I've never written anything, with the exception of what I do for my day job, which is news stories, but, uh, if I, if I took like a intro to writing class or something like that, I don't know. I think it'd be fun. I've also wanted to be a, a daily cartoonist, but I don't have the talent to do daily cartooning, uh, but I think that would be fun, doing a joke a day. But sadly, newspapers are dying. I guess it would be online comics that I would do. So, no, I, do, I I've never done it, but I've I thought it, I think that would be fun. Stella, I see reviews of Pride and Prejudice zombies and people. They made a Pride and Prejudice zombies and people, huh? They liked it. Do you have any comments about the book?
3: I think in People magazine is what he meant. Um oh. <laughs> I think yeah. a little separation there Um, I'm actually reading it Um, I'm like halfway through I had to stop in order to read other things for class Um, it is really interesting it's Really taking Pride and Prejudice and then wherever applicable, um, putting some zombie things in it. Um, I mean, if you want to see Elizabeth Bennet as a brutal killer and actually rip a Japanese ninja's heart out and uh, eat it and comment on (laughs) its tenderness, then boy, is this book for you.
0: I say (laughs) yes. How about anybody else? (laughs) Nice. Okay. Uh, Zach, have you submitted any work to any comics companies and which one? Nope. I, have
4: not. Uh, I, I am working on a, a webcomic for Spader.com
0: okay. so. Kevin what are you working on besides Spider-Man Crawlspace?
2: A uh, couple of things I'm really excited about I'm uh, working on a new pitch with Dion Hamill who was the artist for The Dead if anybody saw the pages from that pitch that I posted um, it's called The Fall and it's going to be a really beautiful book he's doing it uh, partly in the black-and-white style that we did for The Dead and partly in the hand-painted style that he did for the cover of The Dead. So I think that's, you know, I, I like the story, but I think that's going to visually knock people's socks off. Um, I'm also working on a pitch with Scott Larson, who has been the main cover artist for Spider-Man Crawl Space. I think a lot of you have recognized how great his art is. Uh, that's That's more of a spacefaring type pitch uh and i think that really really works with his styles because i've seen some of his other stuff and he does really great with designs on aliens alien worlds that kind of thing so i think that's really going to showcase his style uh and the other thing actually uh, i've been talking to a packager um which is not something you usually deal with but apparently a small publisher came to this packaging company not like um not like boxes, packaging, but uh, <laughs> packaging a deal, basically. And they knew Scott, uh, so they wanted Scott as the illustrator on this project, and they asked him if he wanted, if he knew of any good writers, and he, great guy that he is, recommended me. So wow. this packaging company is pitching me and Scott for a book to this small publisher. We should hear back in the next few weeks whether they want to do that.
0: What's the, what publisher? Which one is it?
2: Uh... Actually I don't know uh, okay. I've, I've talked to the packager only and uh, they've not told me who the publisher is I get the I get the impression it's a very small one we might not have even heard of but uh well at least you' in... you know it's it's professional work so I'm really excited you yeah, no, know
0: well, at least it'll be in previews or something we can all recommend it maybe get you some numbers so Crap, he's going to actually want us to start calling him Mr. Cushy
1: now.
2: I mean, my big yeah. hope is that I'll, just that I'll get to take the word aspiring off of my title before writer. That be- <laughs> there
0: you go. Uh, Jr. do you think there is any way to bring Gwen, Gwen Stacy back without breaking the Internet in half? Would you be for it? Please give a reason for your opinion.
1: Oh, my. Uh, well, my. <laughs> well... Being a being a well-trained parent, my reason for any opinion that I have is because I said so. <laughs> and to me, that's sufficient enough. But, boy, you know, the thing is about bringing characters back from the dead is whenever you say that it can't be done, inevitably somebody finds a way to do it. I didn't think they'd bring Harry back. They brought him back. I honestly thought, I I, had read this somewhere, that three characters, sacred characters who would never be brought back would be Ben, Gwen, and Bucky. And lo and behold, they brought Bucky back, which I thought would break the Internet in half. I mean, because Bucky's been dead longer than Gwen. Yeah. Um, So they did that. So there's always a danger saying, no, you could never do it, because somebody just might figure that out. That said, uh, no, I don't think they should, because whereas Uncle Ben's death was the – Consequence of Peter not using his powers responsibly, Gwen's death was a consequence of him using his powers uh, yeah. because Norman figured out who he was, and and used somebody and you know basically that was Peter's major fear was that someone be would be harmed because of him being Spider Man and lo and behold it happened. So as that being a, just a major tentpole, you know, in his life that should that should never be reversed. I've never been for real people coming back from the dead. Supervillains, of course, that's yeah. all part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but real people, I really am leery of them coming back to from the dead. But here's the reason I really don't think Gwen will come back, and it has absolutely nothing to do with story or sacredness or anything or not, because basically, you know, Bob Harris brought Norman back and said, "I don't care what happened 25 years ago." The reason they won't bring Gwen back is the reason they didn't bring her back when Joe Casada thought they should and Brevort and the others put a stop to it because if you bring Gwen back you have to have her and Peter together. Yeah. Because why else bring her back? If that is his true love, if he is pining for her relentlessly, if every woman, you know, is li- that he meets is living in the shadow of Gwen Stacy, you have to have them together. And if you have to have them together, well, where's your sexual tension? Where's Peter screwing <laughs> with Shell and the Black Cat?
3: Gosh.
1: Yeah. Well, seriously, and where's all these you know? Ad, how do you express all these adolescent male fantasies if you bring Gwen back? Because if you thought ended his marriage to Mary Jane would break the internet in half, what happens when Peter screws around on his virgin princess? As Gwen has become for a lot of people these last 30, 40 years. Yeah. So anyway, that that's why they will not bring her back.
0: To all, what age of comics do you think we're in? Are we in the. There's been the Golden Age, the Bronze Age, the Silver Age. What are we in? Digital Age, maybe?
2: Well, I think whatever age you're in is always the modern age.
0: Yeah. And
2: uh, the Golden Age wasn't the Golden Age while they were in it. <laughs> you know, it True. Was, it was the modern age at the time. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious what really the name of. 10 years ago would be, because it's something that people still call, like, the modern age, but it's really not anymore. It's its own thing. I mean, was that the the tinfoil age?
0: Well, the the 80s was the bronze, wasn't it?
2: I thought
0: the 80s
1: and the 90s were the bronze. I
2: don't think the 90s is included in that.
1: Well, well, see, that's kind of what I've wondered, because the Golden Age theoretically ended, or the Silver Age began, around, what, Showcase number 4, when they brought back The Flash?
2: I've always
0: heard Fantastic Four number 1.
1: Yeah. Okay. But and and then in the Silver Age, sometime around the death of Gwen Stacy. Yep. I mean, but there's, but, there, but there's usually some kind of events that sort of happen. But where would the end of the Bronze Age be? Maybe death of Superman.
0: Maybe.
2: Uh, I think I think the hollow Man foil one. age began when the Scarlet Spider came back.
0: <laughs> hollow foil. I like that. It's the hollow foil age. The nineties were
4: the hollow foil age. I, well, that. Foil age, and then, yeah, <laughs> I think that it effectively ended with. Uh,
0: the end of the reboot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ta- Stella, help, help me with this handle. Tabularasa, is that it? Uh,
3: yeah, Tabularasa. Okay. okay,
0: Philadelphia, yep. PA. Uh, Brad, have you ever thought about making a message board or a podcast for the Hulk? Uh, he's probably playing off the Hulk is my second favorite character. Uh, no, Spider-Man takes up enough of my time, dude. I can't do the Hulk. Uh, the Hulk Smash page. <laughs> I can't do that page. Or the podcast. Hulk smash! <laughs> so um, Michael Bailey also is a big Hulk fan. So there's plenty of Hulk websites out there. I'm, I've been pining away on Spider-Man for 11 years. I'm not going to give it up now for the Hulk and Jeff Loeb. Uh, Zach, if you had to give a grade for this year's Spider-Man story so far, what would it be? I
4: had to think really hard about this
0: one. Here, get closer to your mic. Can you hear There Can you, hear you go. It there.
4: Okay. I had to think really hard on this one. And uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a B because yeah. i have not gi- I've given I don't think I've given an F this year I don't think I'm pretty sure I have you I know mean, I have black cat right. arc oh yeah that's right I it. I gave it no I gave it a D minus I gave that D minus
2: I thought there was an F going on there was you're you're just the effort
4: <laughs> well, you know I what
2: there,
4: I'll have to, I'll have to go back and listen and find out but I I think if I mean, because it's it's gotten a lot better uh, since since character assassination happened. Um, I do remember giving an A plus for the Betty Brant arc, which seems like forever ago, but um, the. Yeah but the uh... so,
0: so what's your grade is it an a or b or what I think it's a b. okay b okay kevin out of all the writers currently working for marvel who do you choose to be the new member of the brain trust or the webheads besides yourself i added besides yourself at the end <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, i'm not that arrogant but thank you <laughs> um, i'm going to give you two uh, okay. if it would be between, if it can only be one, it would be between Matt Fraction, mm. uh, who did, you know, just an absolutely excellent job on the Sensational Annual, and he pretty much always does an excellent job. He's a fantastic writer. Uh, and Kieran Gillen, who's the, uh, the writer of the new S.W.O.R.D. series, uh, He's he's got a really, really great wit and humor to him that uh, I think I would love to see his take on Spider-Man with that kind of writing, because he's done a couple of Marvel projects so far, but I don't think he's ever tackled Spider-Man even in a guest appearance. Um.
0: Stella, you get to set up Peter on a blind date with a female <laughs> character in the Marvel Universe who is not currently in Amazing. Who do you choose besides yourself? I added that at the yeah, end of that question, oh too. Gosh.
3: <laughs> you know, I, I try not to date things where I don't know where it's been. Um, oh, yes. So I'm not sure. <laughs> wow, high. Peter's been around, date, hasn't he? <laughs> I'm saying. Um, I kept thinking I I had two, but they're both dead now. Um, I was thinking I <laughs> can't so sad. <laughs> well, it's really. I was thinking either Janet Pym or uh, Betty Ross would be a good match.
0: Betty Ross is alive.
3: Uh, no, I think she's she's confirmed deceased.
0: She got better at the end of Bruce Jones' run.
3: Oh well, yeah. I guess. Well, I'll go with <laughs> Betty Ross then.
2: Why, Betty Ross? Don't be pissed.
3: <laughs> oh <my> uh, smash! <laughs> I think she she's on the same level of him. I think intelligence-wise, and um, I also think that. Peter can defend himself emotionally, whereas Bruce Banner could not, because, I mean, Betty was sort of um, emotionally abusing towards um, Bruce. So I think that Peter could probably take that, and they'd be on um, equal level, in equal playing field.
0: How about Pepper Potts? She'd be Pepper Potts Parker.
3: <laughs> P-Cubed. That could be be her P-Cubed,
0: base. yeah. yeah. Uh, Jr., is there any B-list villain you'd like to see return this year or next?
1: Well, yes, I'm already getting my wish. Mysterio.
0: Ah, okay. Uh, let's see. To all, what's your favorite TV show this year, Jr.? NCIS: The Original. Stella.
3: Oh gosh, um, this year.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, I'll go with Smallville. It's it's very good this year.
2: Kevin. It's between Castle, Community, and Dollhouse.
0: Okay. Uh, Zach. Ooh. Um. I would say. NCIS. I'm gonna agree with JR. Okay, I'll go with Lost. I, I I dug Lost earlier this year, and and V also. I'm digging. And it's got Dude. Stella's favorite girl in it. What's, yeah. her, what's her name again?
3: Elizabeth Mitchell.
0: There you go. She's in both of them. Uh, Steve J. Rogers. Uh, you want to sing? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, he wants to sing. Uh, 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 who's who sang this song, JR? Um,
3: John Denver. John
0: Denver. John Denver yeah, Take Me Home, Country Roads.
3: Um, I'll sing the chorus, but okay. not the first verse, because I don't really know it. And I would like to say that, um, I understand why he's telling me, or asking me to sing this, but I'm actually not in West Virginia, so, <laughs> yeah, that's it's a slight, uh, misconception there. Okay. <clears> He'll <throat> be, oh dear, this is always nerve-wracking. <laughs> uh,
0: you don't have to do it if you don't want to.
3: No, I mean, oh, I, I, okay. I try to, uh, be good to my fans, okay. so, uh,
0: Remember, music will be under you if I can find it.
3: (laughs) Oh God! Country roads take me home to the place where I belong. West Virginia, mountain mama, take me home. Very
0: good. Very good. Uh, Zach, a few bars of, uh, <laughs> I like big butts, no. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Baby got, ba- uh, Zach, if Spider-Man was picked to be on a hero football squad, no. what sexual position, I mean, what position, <laughs> what position would he play, and Ooh. who else would you want on the squad? Okay,
4: uh, <laughs> I think, uh, Peter Parker would play Free safety, okay. Because he'll be—I mean—that way he'd be more all over the field. Um, I think uh, the Hulk would be a defensive lineman, cause he's so <laughs> or an offensive lineman—one or the other. Um, I think uh, Thor would be a good tight end, uh, a wide receiver. Daredevil, although it'd be kind of hard to throw at him because he can't see. Um, <laughs> that might be entertaining. Um, let's see. Quarterback would be Captain America. You have to have, and yes, if you're any fan of football, and every time I hear the phrase Captain America, Tom Brady, I really want to throw Captain America's shield at their head, <laughs> mainly because I have a visceral hatred for Tom Brady and the Patriots in general.
0: Right.
4: Um. <laughs> so, anyway, but that's
0: just a few. I, I mean, I'd have to sit down and then kind of think hey, about that. You um, know, Spider Man's played football a few times in in comic history. He teamed up with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, Amazing 153, the issue I was born on. <laughs> I mean, born I wasn't born on an issue. I was uh, <laughs> uh he had a football uh story there. Also, I remember in web the watcher was watching him play football a few times. Yeah. So, odd. All right, Extreme Spider. Uh he has 11 questions. <laughs> uh did anyone who played Ultimate Spider-Man notice that he says all his Earth 616's title names, i.e., amazing, spectacular, and astonishing. Yep. Uh, did anyone notice how Jr. almost sounded insulted when Mrs. Crawlspace said Star Trek was okay? Yep. yep. I, Kevin. Really? Gu- <laughs> Kevin Cushing is God. Awesome Crawlspace Seven. Kevin. Thanks. Spidey dude. Nice podcast. Well, thank you. Jr. Part two of Norman versus Obadiah Stane. Nope. Well, no, actually, actually, I do
1: have one.
0: You got something? <laughs> okay.
1: All right. I wrote, I wrote something while we were talking earlier. It is not my best work, but i, okay. I it's the only one of the three requests I made. So anyway, so envision, envision – <clears throat> hang on a second. Envision we're in, like, the New York Unemployment Line office, whatever. Okay. All right. All you in the unemployment line, those waiting for checks to your left, those looking for jobs to your right <clears> – <throat> god damn disney corporation i'm going to take a couple of pumpkin bombs and fly over the fucking magic kingdom and blow up the fucking castle and then i'm gonna fucking snow white and cinderella and i'm gonna what are you doing here norman stop whining like a little girl or i'm going to order a couple of dresses for you i'm looking for a job same as you are since disney bought marvel we're out of work yeah and here we are big supervillains over the last 40 years. we make them a lot of money in new movies and we're out on our ass. yeah, this really sucks. Uh, Mr. Osborne Mr. Stane. Yes yes. Uh, the Disney Corporation just called and they want you back. I knew it. They couldn't do it, their job they couldn't do our old jobs without us. I can't wait. one week later. Hello, my name is Norman. Welcome to Pinocchio's Castle. I'll be your waiter. Can I take your order, please? Want fries with that? Wow. All right. All right. Ding, ding, ding. I'll be another order up. And this time, Mr. Mouse says, put the parsley on all the plates, okay? Norman, if you don't stop ringing that bell, I'm going to take this spatula and shove it up the intake on your goblin
2: glider. (laughs)
1: <laughs> wow that was not my best so. jr
2: always had, delivers always I've another a, triumph
0: i wow. had three
1: quests for information for impersonations and i had to do at least one so.
0: awesome uh bd to fix last month's question about spidey's favorite incarnation i meant alternate universe movies spec spidey and D not included okay uh spider girl if you had a time machine and you go back to fix a a mistake you did on the podcast, would you stop saying, what's a fat one? Uh, no. Anyone looking <laughs> towards the, uh, the Twilight New Moon movie? Yep. The yeah. No. 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 For the love of God, no. Stella, <laughs> a couple podcasts ago, we heard a counterpart coming through. Is she going to keep on kicking Spidey Dude on the Tic Tacs? Is she Southern?
3: I'm not sure which counterpart he's talking about because, as everyone knows, I have a few of them. Um, I've been actually trying to hold back, you you know, Spidey Dude. He has, you know, he has emotions, too, so I've been trying to be nicer. Um, The southern part, actually, episode two of my podcast, Batgirl to Oracle, um, there's actually a southern uh, part that will come through in the intro, so stay tuned for that.
0: Your first part hasn't come up been up yet though has it? no
3: but i i yeah i planned ahead so oh, she's
0: oh doing wow. the splits 3 months early man that's look great. at that <laughs> <laughs> uh, does anybody have an nba 2k10 nba 2k10 uh, yeah, do you have it no i don't <laughs> will you play with me no okay i won't BD... <laughs> that sounded harsh man <laughs> BD no, and no, mike I,
4: I, I won't play with beat oh, that, oh. dude that is, i'm sorry that's done that's not <laughs>
0: B.D. and Mike, part two of Gwen and Norman and some goblin love. Okay, Mike, go ahead. Drink it. Okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Tech from St. Louis Mo. All right, Missouri brother. Uh, for junior what's been your favorite Norman moment without, within Dark Reign and of all time?
1: Mm, okay. I know all
0: time. That was uh, back um, John Romita and the uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man where he took over the bugle. Well, that was my
1: favorite issue, but not oh, okay. my favorite Norman moment. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, gotcha.
1: My favorite moment within Dark Reign was actually issue 98 of uh, American, in it, The American Sun, where Norman has Spider-Man down, and he's just beating him within an inch of his life, and he just gets more frantic as he's beating him. Are you listening? Because you touched me. Because you meddled with my son. Because you didn't know your place. And then then it changes. You will not die alone. I will find your family, and they will join you after I have done the things to them not heard of since the Spanish Inquisition. Nice. They scream and bleed and dance for me. I will whisper. All of your suffering is because of him! Because of him! Just, I mean, you can't turn that down as a villain moment. That's just a great, a great villain moment where he's just unleashing all of his hatred on this, on this person.
0: So, yeah, I, th- I thought it was too much of a retcon.
1: Anyway, yeah. uh, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> What's all, t- is that your all-time one also? Oh, the all-time is
1: Thunderbolts number 120. Uh, after the um, the psychic villains have all let themselves be captured, so they can get into Thunderbolt Mountain and drive the Thunderbolts crazy, and since Norman is already you know more than three sheets the, you know there himself. Yeah. And then he just he just goes into this rambling monologue, you know, and basically, you know, things like, you know, Norman will take care of things, Norman has no feelings, Norman will make the girl pregnant and snap her neck in public, Norman <laughs> won't mind. And he just keeps on going and, and 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 going and going and uh then he finds his old costume, you know, yeah. and then he goes <sighs> he smells it and goes, "Ah, oh, I'm so glad I never washed this particular costume. Smells like Death, Blondes,
2: and Victory. Yeah. You know, and he just... <laughs> that was
1: good. So, anyway, yeah, those are, those are my favorite
0: yeah. Norman moments. Wow, Alice I'm did a great
2: job on that. Alice managed to top every other Norman moment of all time for you. That's that's pretty
0: impressive. That is impressive. <laughs> uh, for Stella, what do you think of comic adaptions of classic works of literature?
3: Um, I've actually not read any of them. I was going to get the... Um, the uh, Wizard of Oz one that came out, but I think it was late, so then I sort of became uninterested in it. But I like the idea of it because I think it's a watered-down version that keeps a lot of the actual storyline um, intact, but it's easier, I think, for people to get into that. And then if they get an interest in that, then perhaps after reading you know, a comic adaptation of the Iliad, maybe they'll actually pick it up, not in Greek, mm-hmm. but in, you know. So I think they're good to get people actually into books, get them interested about it.
1: Great it. <laughs> Read it. Persian I spider. I, I think
3: I just scared my son. He turned off the video game and left the room.
1: So <laughs> oh, I may have to go. I may have to go get him.
0: <laughs> Persian, oh. sp- Persian spider from Iran says, "Now that sex has become a regular theme, an amazing Spider-Man. Who do you want Peter to bang? Betty Brant, Liz Allen, Silver Sable, or the White right Rabbit? I say, oh. why do we
2: have to choose?"
0: <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Let's do a sinister six. Yeah, yeah there you go. Oh. <laughs> the seductive six. The seductive six.
3: Near
0: you. There you go. In well, ten. in Latin six. <laughs> in Latin six? What?
3: Go ahead. <laughs> no, no I, well, because I was cutting people off, so I stopped. But I was just going to say, in Latin six is sex. That's what. Oh, ah, there
0: you go. Also so in German. Want. Well. There you go. Uh let's see doesn't it bother you that Marvel has released all the crappy brand new day issues as hardcovers but some classic stories like Death of Gene De or the complete run of Roger Stern has not been reprinted in this format also the burglar's return uh from and the great storyline from back spidey 72 to 79. Uh yeah I wish there's like three of you guys on the show that haven't read much of that. I know some of you've read Gene De Wolf but uh, probably because it's not easily uh, accessible. I mean, would you guys pick up some of the classics from the '80s if it was available in trade?
2: Indeed. Well, yeah, but I think that I, I don't agree with the premise of the question because it's not really it's not really in either the new stuff or the old stuff. I mean, all new comics really across both companies are mm-hmm. getting released in hardcovers and then paperbacks. That's just the way they do it. Yeah. Um, but it's I would like to see more of the old stuff reprinted, but you know that's what the trade department thinks will sell at the time.
0: And mainly they do the new stuff because it's so it's digital, it's scanned, and it's easily accessible that they can easily yeah. pick to uh, and
2: they know that yeah. this modern era of readers, you have a lot of uh, people that wait for the trade to read so they want to get those trades out, and you also have people a lot of collectors uh, of hardcovers that like to have those hardcovers on their shelves, so there's a great market for those too, so that's why everything gets released in both these days. Mm. I do I do hate though the D C uh, we'll release a hardcover in about, about the time it takes for Marvel to get a trade out, and then, you know, like a year or so later, you'll actually get a trade. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're probably 20 issues behind on <clears> – <throat> 20 or 30 issues behind on just Green Lantern alone for trades. Marvel does a lot better job of that stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, Moark from uh, Harrisburg, Sweden. Uh, great job on the podcast <laughs> every week. I'm fairly new here. Uh so his first question is to me, do you have any other interests other than Spidey and comics, and if so, what? Um, I collect DVDs. I game. I, I'm a PS3 gamer. Um, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man takes up a lot of my time. That's my main passion. I enjoy doing that. Uh, but I, I, I venture out. I have a wife. She takes up my time. <laughs> J.R. knows that. Uh, the other question for J.R., do you have a favorite mythology, J.R.?
1: Hmm. Well, I'm probably partial to the Old West mythology, the cowboy mythology, uh, American cowboy mythology, or at least what we perceive that cowboys were and did, which is sometimes what we perceive uh, is not the truth, uh, since I don't, I don't really believe there were a whole lot of cowboys out there like John Wayne. But I think the um, the cowboy mythology I think is very prevalent in like our vigilante stories, and I'm a big fan of vigilante stories. You know, like you know I like The Punisher, and I thought Charles Bronson rocked in you know a few of those movies. Um, I think it fuels a lot of the superhero uh, mythology. Uh, The you know the idea of the sometimes the you know and again maybe it's not even the cowboy mythology even it goes back even further than that but you know kind of the loner against uh, the evil townspeople or the evil syndicate or or whatever and even classic Star Trek I think has kind of got roots in that with uh, kind of the here we are we're more we're here we're more civilized and uh, you know we'll teach you how to uh, we'll teach you how to live your lives uh, even though that may not be the best thing for you. And I think the um I think the old Star Trek, as much as I love it, was actually that was a rather prevalent idea that we're here, we're smarter, we're more advanced. Whereas the next generation got rid of that, but unfortunately I think as a result of getting rid of it, the next generation was a little bit more bland. But anyway. So I'd say the old cowboy, old West mythology.
0: Stella sing as a, as though you know a lot about a lot. Oh, there's a period. Or come, I'm sorry. Sing as though you know a lot. I was wondering if there's anything that you know that you don't know
2: Wow. Okay. I was okay, one. Let me. Let me you may read this question. Yeah, Brad? Kevin hit it. I'm, I'm stumbling. Seeing as you know a lot about a lot, I was wondering if there is anything that you know that you don't know much about that you want to know more about. What don't? You, <laughs> um,
3: wow.
0: Wow. Actually, I so, it that. sounds like the um, compliment.
2: <laughs> that's your. What's? Yeah, no, I know no,
3: you're no, a genius. You so what, what? Don't um, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um. Gosh, you know, I do know a lot about a lot, but um, not like an extensive amount about everything. Um, Well, no, because, you know, I might know history and Latin and everything, but it's not like there's a huge amount in each of them. I guess more in Latin than history. Um, I think I would like to know more languages. Um, Of course, I know Latin. Um, I'm learning Greek this year, ancient Greek. Um, I'd really like to learn more of Italian, German, and French. So I think languages is probably one of the um, most... That That's what I would like to learn more about.
0: This next one's cracking me up. Zach, <laughs> what would you do with a real-life dinosaur if I gave you one? And no, not a 12-inch dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: I
4: have no idea where this question came from.
2: <laughs> I don't think this one's so much about the answer as just that it's a funny question. <laughs> uh, in Runaways, that chick has
0: a, a dinosaur, and this clone no. stuff has dinosaur DNA in it. Yeah. Yeah, what would you but, uh, do with
2: Damon Rider?
0: Zach, if I gave you a puppy. oh <laughs> 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 well, if you if you listen to my, my podcast,
4: you know, Brittoni likes to mutilate puppies if we don't have anybody calling on our oh. voice line. But but you would you uh, write
0: the dinosaur to work?
4: Yeah, I would, you know, that'd there be cool. I would I would write it to work. I would I would
0: write it cross country, be like, ha, look at this, I got dinosaur bitches. You know, you know, got- single guys take puppies and dogs to the park. And pick up chicks. Nope. My dog died. <laughs> would you kind like... Hey, I'm baby, would you, would you like to see my T-Rex, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, if you take a dinosaur to the park, then he can actually literally pick up the chicks for you and oh, bring nice. them home. There you go. <laughs> Stella, would
0: a guy with a dinosaur attract you?
3: <laughs> um... He, not I a, don't know how I'm supposed to take this as innuendo, or you know, someone I don't know. with an actual like I don't know. I don't pet know. Velociraptor, <laughs> you know, running around. I know if that. I survived the experience, perhaps I would date him, but um, <laughs> otherwise I'm not sure. How hey, uh, hey,
0: there, Mark, or uh, you want to get that dinosaur for me real quick? You know, <clears throat> sorry, Kevin. If you could change your middle name to anything, what would it be? Badass.
2: I would change it to Peter, and you might think that's a Spider-Man reference, but what I would do is become one of those people that goes by their middle names. So then I'd be Peter Cushing, and maybe I could start cashing some of Uncle Pete's movie checks. Eric? uh, Oh, yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) Kevin, if you had a dinosaur, what would its middle name be? Oh, I'm sorry. We're moving on to Spider-Pool, (laughs) Frederick, Maryland, BD. How do you feel about Spidey and Deadpool teaming up more in 12 months than they have ever before? Um... I'm okay with it. I haven't read Six Eleven, which I hear is really rough. Yes, I thought the Suicide Kings was pretty solid. With the, but the problem is, they're both sarcastic, and uh, I I don't know. It's it's just like if you have two comedians in the same imagine two Robin Williams in the same room. You know, it, it, you just want to start drinking. Yes. Uh, Ke- Kevin, why would Boomerang want to take down New Jackpot? Also, thank you repeatedly. Uh, Thank you for repeatedly beating with the Green Lantern on this podcast. I'm no longer a Marvel zombie.
2: Sorry, Brad.
0: Blackest Night wins.
2: <laughs> I a uh, dinosaur
0: eat you, sir. Uh, Kevin.
2: <laughs> I've got no idea why Boomerang would want to take down the new jackpot because I don't know anything about Boomerang or the new jackpot. So it's, just, it's really, really difficult for me to answer that question. I'd say just if you're interested, read the miniseries, and that should tell you. Um, I think Kevin's picking that miniseries up. Yeah. No, it it doesn't appeal to me. I I don't really care for jackpot, and you know Sarah Arad is a new character that I don't know anything about, and like I said, I don't know anything about Boomerang, I don't know anything about the new Rose, so it's just it yeah it's and it's a three ninety nine book, and I've been trying to peel, uh trying to pare down my pull list, so mm-hmm. that's just not something that <sighs> appeals to me. Um, it's
0: also a great movie with Eddie Murphy and Halle Berry.
2: <laughs> Zach, but do you... thank you oh, sir God. for taking my Green Lantern recommendation. Cause the next... And I appreciate that.
0: Zach, do you feel that the clone saga number two would have been stronger if there was less disconnect? Um,
4: no, I, I felt like they were it quickly got you up to speed on the disconnect. There was a little bit there was a pretty substantial jump between issue one and issue two, but it didn't it didn't Some people uh Bertone found it jarring, I didn't. So uh, for more check out Clone Saga like Chronicles Podcast.
0: Stella, could you give us a taste of what it would be like if Batgirl were to rap?
3: I actually completely forgot about this, and I have nothing prepared. Um, I, I could potentially try to freestyle, but I don't know how that would turn out. Okay. Uh,
2: and plus, I mean, don't have to put music under you. So that's
3: oh.
2: Okay. <laughs> and before you got started, you'd have to figure out which of the five Batgirls was rapping.
3: Well, oh. <laughs> True. Well, it would probably be – I mean, since people know me, it would be Babs, but –
2: I figured, I figured.
3: And
0: junior we've already done imitations. Everybody gets one a show.
2: (laughs) Well, not everybody. We only get one a show collectively. Everybody gets one a show. Sounds like everybody gets one.
0: (laughs) Everybody gets one. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Dan Slott. Uh, Funny K uh, from uh, Scotland. Uh, Let's see, Jr., since you seem upset that you always get asked to do Norman, I'd rather I'd ask you an arts question. What television series are you enjoying the most right now, other than spectacular, and why?
1: Well, first of all, um, I don't mean to give that impression, actually. I'm, I don't get upset when people ask me Norman questions. Uh, If I seem a little weary, it's only because I'm always afraid of, finding you know people finding out that i really don't know what i'm as much as i think i do or whatever uh because after all i completely missed it when everybody else thought that norman slept with lily hollister and i didn't so uh sometimes it's just a, a worry of being found uh, that one has feet of clay so no i don't mind the norman
0: questions uh and like i answered earlier uh, right now i'd say uh, ncis stella other than spidey if you were to write one comic book character who would it be and why
2: but i know how about i know i do too
3: <laughs> um, yeah, it would be Barbara Gordon. I would really love to, um, see what I could do with that character. And another one that I think, um, has sort of been left in the dust a little bit, um, this past year is Sharon Carter. So, mm, those yeah. two. Z- uh, President
0: Clinton, what are the best cigars and why? I mean, Zach. Hey, 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 how <laughs> you guys doing? <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not have sexual relations uh, with that uh, cigar. Hey, 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 let's let's not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, there was an
4: Italian cigar that I had a couple months ago, and I'm trying to look it up online. Exactly what I think it's, uh, I think it's either the Don Carlos Anniversario, Anniversario cigar. Knocked me on my ass, but it was damn good. Um, I'm one of those guys. I do cheap cigars because number one. Um, I, I, we do have a smoke shop here. I just haven't had a chance to go in there and really delve into the uh, c- cigar world. Um, but uh, if you're looking for for a cheap cigar, I recommend um, Swisher Sweets. Uh, I, I, ew. I ew.
0: I know. I know. <laughs> I don't. I don't get the originals. The originals taste like ass. I get this. Is, this is holy crap. I think Zach was the first one to say the word ass on the show today. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> actually his second time. Oh wow. Take a shot. Take a drag. Yeah, take a drag.
4: Um. Anyway, I, <laughs> I, I do the grape flavored. I know,
0: Kevin, you probably grape like flavored that. Swisher sweets. Okay. Yeah. That's your recommendation. Yeah, I do the cigarettes. Uh, Ew. The smoker is. i oh, sorry, testing. <laughs> Kevin, if Jeff Johns did this 50 plus issue Iron Man run that he talked about having, would you pick it up? I, I think
2: that's an obvious answer. Uh yeah. But I mean there there are a lot of comic book writers I really like and will look at just about anything they do, but Jeff Johns is one who I've come to realize that if he writes something, just pick it up. Because it's always going to be good. So I literally have a policy of i I will pull anything that Jeff Johns is writing. It doesn't matter what it is, because it's always going to be good.
0: But that would involve kicking Fraction off the book, which I don't want, because he's kicking... Well, I
2: mean, monsters. let's face it. Fraction is not going to write Iron Man forever, and yeah. Jeff Johns is going to be writing DC for quite a long time. So if this run came to pass, it would probably be well after Fraction was gone. Yeah.
0: Brad, what is the best Avengers book out there right now, and why? Um, I'd have to say Dark Avengers. Maybe mainly Diodato's artwork and Bendis's is uh, hitting all the right buttons with that book, with the yes. exception of that uh, Utopia crossover, which I thought was just horrible and a waste of time. But Dark Avengers are really is just a beautiful book. And, um, Wasn't it, that it, Fraction
2: that wrote the Utopia book? Well, I'm it was. Sure. But uh, as much, honestly, as much as I like Fraction, I tried his uncanny run, and it just didn't really work for me. Yeah. yeah. So that might be it.
0: <sighs> but uh, it's a great it, – it, I love it when they focus on Norman. And they, they just, he just does Norman so well. Uh, let's see. Have a great November, guys. Thank you, Funny K. Uh, Hobo Goblin from Rhode Island. Hobo,
4: dude. Not Hobo.
0: <laughs> hobo. Sorry. Hobo Goblin. May a Velasca Raptor eat you. Uh, <laughs> I- <laughs> hypothetical, because I know you guys and gals love those, knowing what you know now with the OMD and BND and OPP and the passing a single hipper Peter Parker. Would you have preferred if uh, Marvel simply kept Ben Riley as Spider-Man all those years ago, with him? Peter and Mary Jane making guest appearances on special occasions? Kyle Rayner was the Green Lantern for just about a decade before Hal returned. Do you think Ben Riley would have eventually been accepted as Spider-Man? Um, nope. Uh I don't like it. <laughs> I, well, I, I just like it f- f-
2: It's it's. I think he would have been accepted as Spider-Man, but I don't wish that had happened because that would. Wipe out the amazing JMS run. I mean, JMS might have written uh, some amazing Spider-Man with Ben Riley, but it would wouldn't have been the same run, and I wouldn't trade JMS's run for anything.
4: Well, I, I agree with that. I mean, uh, <sighs> Ben Riley's my Spider-Man, you know, and so I I, I, I can't really. I, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad the way they did his story. I enjoyed the stories that he, he was Spider-Man in. Um, if I had known what they were going to turn, the, I mean, honestly, I love, I like the JMS era. But if I had known then
2: what I know now, I would have rather had Ben Riley. That's that's. Well, I think there's a there's a better solution to this. What I would have really liked to have seen is if Ben Riley didn't die and he stayed around as the Scarlet Spider while Peter Parker was Spider Man. And I think if they had done that, we wouldn't have had Brand New Day because there already would be this swinging single Spider Guy out there. Oh, no, that no. Shut up! I'm going shut up. I don't
4: want to be too negative. <laughs> I really don't. But uh, I, I, it's uh, that's probably the best compromise. Yes, I agree. I agree, Kevin. But they would yeah. have found some way to kill uh, Ben Riley off because
2: that's not Peter Parker. <laughs> we want Peter Parker single. Well, I think though, The difference in having him as the Scarlet Spider, while Peter Parker's still Spider-Man, it doesn't matter that he's not Peter Parker because he's not trying to be, and he's not trying to be Spider-Man. And I think, you know, you might have, you probably would have had him with his own separate title, and it might not have lasted as an ongoing. It might have turned into guest appearances and other titles, but I think it would have been a more solid thing. Um, we might have still had Brand New Day, but I just don't see it going down the same way if Ben was still out there. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see. Next one's for JR. Who's your favorite non-goblin, non-octopus Spider-Man villain? Mysterio. Why?
1: Well, in a way, because, uh, partly because of what Kevin Smith once said, because he has such a bad costume. <laughs> I mean, it's just a very distinctive-looking bad supervillain costume. But I also like the fact that he has no superpowers. He is a fraud. But he is playing in a world of you know super powered super beings, yeah. uh, and he's yeah I, I don't know I mean like it's like you know we all feel like frauds in a way in our own you know walks of life or whatever, and Mysterio, Mysterio is a fraud, and I and I like that aspect
0: about him. Okay, uh, which which one do you like? There's like four or five of them running around. Oh, I, the,
1: the original, the Quentin yeah. Beck, the special effects wizard. I mean the yeah. you know the uh, uh, Danny Beck or uh, yeah I think it was yeah Beck was just a um, he he was just a um, a ringer for that one storyline, and then I don't know whose goofy idea it was to have, oh yeah, Kevin Smith. Yeah. Anyway, now no, Quentin back the one and only, bring him back, and don't even have an explanation of why he's back from the dead. I don't care. Just bring well, him back. Well,
2: honestly, though, Dan Slott seems to have a really good handle on that, because it sounds like he's going to use the original, and the thing I've seen him saying in interviews when people say, how did he come back from the dead, is okay, think about it. The master of illusions appeared to die. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like that explanation. You know, if Mysterio can look like he shoots himself in the face and comes back from hell for an arc if he wants to, that doesn't mean it has to be what happened.
0: Okay, Bertone Beetle has a question for us, everybody. It says, many people have made big deals about Peter's one more day and brand new day moral missteps, his deal with Mephisto, taking celeb photos, Michelle just Michelle, has been defeated by some who say Peter has always made mistakes. So pre-2007, what do you think was Peter's biggest moral mistake? <clears throat> I think J.R. hit it earlier about uh screwing up Gwen. I mean, that was a big mistake. You know, miss killing her on the bridge, etc.
4: Um, I would also say the Betty Brant affair, where uh Betty Brant and him, Brady Brant cheated on Ned with Peter. Yeah. That was, that was not fun. And the way he acted, if you read those issues, uh, this is something that, that Mr. Bertone Beetle pointed out to me. If you read those issues, he was really a bit, kind of a dick. <laughs>
0: yeah. The way he acted, it was like, wow, dude. Chair, what's, what's a moral mistake you think for the character?
1: Well, you know, I was thinking just the, the nature of Bertone's question, though, he talks about Peter's, moral missteps includes like deal with mephisto that's uh, that's not a moral misstep that's a betrayal i mean that was an absolute betrayal of uh, his aunt who wanted to die basically and wanted to go in peace? Betrayal of his wife and the life he would had with her. So I don't even think that qualifies as. Oh, Peter's always made mistakes. Now this is entirely. It's, it's that's an entirely different kind of mistake. Uh, and it's well, one, it's just stupid. The stupid <laughs> writing. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I thought about the sleeping with Betty Brant thing, um, but you know, as I as I as I get older, you know, what my definition of morality keeps changing. Um, I, I don't. I don't hold it against him for say that he slept with Betty, um, because he was he was he was a lonely person. She was a lonely woman. They knew each other real well. I mean, those kind of things happen. Uh, his probably his biggest mistake was his first one, where he was just, when he let the burglar go, because mm-hmm. he was just yeah. so full of himself. You know, I mean, it was um, you know he was just so, so you know full of you know it, well basically that was it. He was yeah. so full of himself, he didn't know anybody, anything,
2: and it came back to bite him in the ass. Kevin and Stella, anything you want to say? Uh, two readily come to mind. Okay. Um, there was the whole I am the spider period where he pretty much, you know, turned away from his wife and withdrew from everything. I'm not saying that that's not understandable because of all the crap he had been through at that point, but it, it was not a good thing to do and it was not good reading. Um, no. <laughs> and the other thing would just kind of be the, a longer thing with the way he treated Harry as a friend uh, when they were, you know, real friends before Harry was the Goblin. I mean, that's that's why I like Harry Osborn as a villain because he really was screwed over by our hero. I mean, our hero was a crap friend to him. Uh, and it wasn't really a... It wasn't so much morally bad choice. It's just that Peter, you know, had all this other stuff going on as Spider-Man. He didn't take the time to pay attention to his friend the way the way his friend needed him. Uh, and I think if he had done that, then we would have avoided one of the great villains of Spider-Man history. Yeah. Stella, anything come to your mind?
3: Um, well, I kept thinking about um, that issue, Spider-Man versus Wolverine, but it's been so long since I read that that I can't remember exactly what happened. But I thought, didn't he walk away from something when he really shouldn't have? Does anyone remember that? He
0: let somebody die, didn't he?
1: Yeah, the Wolverine stabs some no, somebody. Wolverine killed somebody. Spider Man versus Spider Man versus Wolverine was where uh, the uh, the uh, the spy. Well, no, the spy who was Wolverine's ex or whatever, who the Russians were after, she um, triggered his spider sense when he was in a fight with Wolverine, and he turned around instinctively and clocked her, which killed her. So that's, I mean, that's what he did there. But that was uh, almost uh, he was acting almost on instinct there. It wasn't really a conscious choice he was making. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a lot like when he, you know, people trot out the panel from the Clone Saga of him slapping Mary Jane. But it wasn't like he, it wasn't like he got mad and hauled off and hit her. It was an accident.
0: Zach A C from uh, Woodland Park, Colorado. BD, have you ever read any books other than Marvel? If so, what books? Uh, Back in the day, I used to read Batman, Batman, Uh, Detective. And Legends of the Dark Knight, that was around 89, 90, when the uh, the big bat fra- fra- phase, not phrase, not phrase, phase, was out. Uh, I dropped it eventually because I, I just had too many books. Uh, I also used to read Star Wars from Dark Horse. I also read um, Aliens vs. Predator from Dark Horse. And the only independent comic I still pick up is Kurt Busiek's uh, Astro City. I, I still love that stuff. I love the Alex Ross covers. Um, Zach, I started reading the clone saga just like you did. I love the Chronicles, great podcast. Anywho, I have read on many different sites from many different people that Ben is not coming back. Do you think that out of an out of continuity book with uh, JM and D. Mateus would ever work?
4: Um, judging by the sales of the first two issues of Amazing Spider Man.
0: You mean clone, clone saga? saga?
4: Well clone well, I'm not talking about just the clone saga, but between the clone saga well, Clone oh, Saga. the Amazing
2: Spider-Man arc.
4: The main Spider-Man arc, yeah. Okay. Which uh, put vaulted it back into the top ten in 608. Um, it, yes, but I don't think right now is the good t- a good time to do it. Because the market right now in general, the comics market in general, is just down right now. It is, it, it is I mean, way down. It's about, I mean, the top-selling books selling barely 100,000 copies uh whereas they were selling 150,000 copies so you've lost 30 readers just in general um, over the past year uh when the economy starts coming back in general I think we'll see uh, a Ben Riley series I think uh, I think look the uh, I know the sales of Clone Saga don't look strong but I mean it's outselling a lot of these other mini series so hopefully I mean if Spider-Girl can last 100 issues we can get a Clone Saga book
0: okay uh kevin i'm a huge zombie fan i've been since i watched the original night of the living dead when i was eight he's now 26 now it's cool to be a zombie fan the same thing is happening with the twilight vampire diary stuff do you like that vampires are cool now and what are your thoughts on the vampire craze
2: well the thing with all these crazes and it's a cyclical thing i mean there have been vampire crazes before and zombie crazes before it always comes back and the thing is you just get a lot of material on them and when that happens with anything, a lot of that material is going to be crap, but it opens up uh, kind of a forum for some really good material, so it's worth it for the good stuff you get. I'm uh, Stella actually just pointed out to me again earlier that I've been looking forward to a movie called Daybreakers coming out in January with uh, Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe, Sam Neill doing what looks like a really cool, fresh vampire story. So I'm really looking forward to that. And if this kind of a vampire craze can give me stuff like that and a Morbius appearance and Amazing Spider-Man, then I'm all for it.
0: Cool. JR. if Norman gets killed during the siege, are you going to have any reason to keep me reading Marvel Comics? I would assume that your answer would be yes.
1: Well, one, Norman's not going to get killed. I mean, he may disappear for a while. He may d- appear to be in an explosion or buried under tons of rubble, but he's not going to be dead. Well, I still, I will still buy probably Spider-Man as long as it gives me ancillary pleasures like participating in this podcast or even <laughs> doing my, doing my essays if I ever get around to doing them. Uh, so, but yes, but huh, at four, at, if they go to three ninety nine though, <laughs> I don't know.
0: We've got to get you back to mail order if that happens. <laughs> well, I don't buy enough for, to qualify for mail order anymore. So. Oh. Yeah. Uh, let's. The other ones, uh, for everyone, he just named his daughter Parker after his favorite superhero. So I think that's really cute. Uh, what are some of the crazy things you've done concerning your favorite fictitious characters? I put Thwip on my license plate. And I think if uh, my wife and I have a son, I think Logan is a nice name. <laughs> We're just throwing that out there, but anybody else do anything odd in their
3: everyday life? Um,
2: um, I would... I... Oh, go
3: ahead, Stella. I'm go ahead. Sorry, Kevin.
2: No, you go ahead, Kevin. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't call it that crazy, but uh, I, I always, since I got my first car, I always named my cars. And uh, my latest car is a, a nice little silver car, and I named it Danny after. The newest Witchblade bearer, Danny Baptiste, just a cute little blonde dancer with silver armor. It seemed to fit. <laughs> Stella, what were you saying? Um, you
3: well, two things. I really want a, um a dachshund. Uh, like, that's what I really want. I got want. a
0: miniature
4: one that I'm about ready to put out the window if you want
3: um, like Sorry. I said, I don't like things where I don't know where they've come from. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is that, that supposed me to mean? Dachshund's a horror. That's what it means.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but anyway, so when I get one, I'm going to name it Alice because she's my favorite character from Twilight. And oh,
2: nice. the other
3: thing, if I do have a child, which I'm not sure about that, um, but if I do and it's a girl, I really want to name her Scarlet Melanie um, for the two um, female characters from Gotham Land. Oh, nice jr you ever did anything weird like
0: that
1: yeah if you talk to my family i've done a lot of weird things uh, the one that sticks out though was when i was a kid and it was our uh, my brother and i took turns took turns naming our pets mm-hmm. since we lived out in the country our pets had a notoriously short lifespan so we had a lot of them anyway when it was my turn to name a pet we had this old dog that came and dropped a litter of 12 puppies we kept one my turn
0: i named him spock so oh, that's cute Zach, you ever do anything weird like that? No. Oh, no. No. Cool. Thank you, guys. What's your What's your uh, dog's name? Well, my dog's name was Nash. Matt. Oh. The dachshund The Dachshund that
4: that uh, that's annoying. It, it's Peanut, named after the puppet from Jeff Dunham. Oh, gotcha. That was my roommate's dog that I want to really want to put out the window. Yeah. And I I love dogs. That That's sad. <laughs> if you have a dog that pisses me off that much, that's yeah. a bad dog. <laughs>
0: Uh, w- Walter T.S. Champ has a qu- he's from Florida, he has a question for JR. He quotes your article about, uh, from a few years ago about how Dan Slott wrote the Spider-Man Human Torch miniseries. And back in the day you said, uh, the miniseries yeah. sold 15,000. Uh, you don't- and Marvel's been asking for, or the fans want Slott on the Amazing Spider-Man book, but with numbers like that he doesn't think it's gonna happen. Have you changed your mind after that article?
1: Well, I- I tell you, it was like a conversation you and I had once when we were talking about the best way to present new articles if I ever wrote them again. And I said, I think my response was, good Lord, my old articles are so far out of date anymore. This is is one that would need updating. The point I was making was that we we get crap because we buy crap. Um, The Human Torch thing sold so low, even though we all universally agree it was a great Mm miniseries. But the numbers just tanked. But yet we bought you know the other in droves, and so that we're going to continue to get crap. Well, I was wrong because they did hire Slot to write Amazing Spider-Man, which shows how smart I am. Um, you know, the question, is, you know, so would I change it? Well, I would probably change part of it. I would I would add an amendment, but basically I still agree. We get crap only because we buy it, yeah. and if you guys don't like Brand New Day, stop buying it. I mean, right now it's selling at 180 thousand copies a month. And which is basically what the Spider-Man titles were selling for before Brand New Day, because it, you know basically the lead was selling at 100, the other two were selling at 40. So if you don't like Brand New Day, stop buying it because right now Marvel is not getting that message. True. But whether or not Dan Slott should still write Spider-Man, I think he's a good writer. I'm not enamored with some of the stuff he's done, but I'm not willing to give up on him. I think he's still got some good stories in him.
0: Come, okay. uh, Berserker Fury 819. Uh, his location is a boiling cauldron of hate. Wow. Called Detroit. <laughs> Detroit. Okay, J.R., You once said you would like to see Peter become a father. While we won't get that story right now, if he if he ever did, would you like to see? Who would you like to see write it?
1: Oh God. Well, one will never get it. But if we did, I would say either Tom DeFalco, because strangely enough, even though DeFalco has has never had any kids, he seems to know what it's like to be a father. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I thought he wrote a terrific uh, when he did the uh, Electro. With the, his daughter. I thought that was a terrific story about fathers and their children. Um, and I think Peter David could write an excellent uh, could write an excellent story of Spider-Man as a
0: father. So. Yeah, because he's got three or four kids, I know. Yeah, uh, Thomas Mattis, Mattis Leonhardt from uh, Through the Doors to the Darkness. Hey guys, outside of not explaining how Cat the black cat got her powers back, I enjoyed 606 and 607. I liked how they used black cat in a sidekick role. If done properly... Could Black Cat work as a spider partner?
4: They already well, I think tried, they already they already tried this once.
0: Yeah. Back in spec.
2: Yeah. Go ahead, Kevin. Well, the big qualifier on that question is if done properly. And I mean you can say can throw out just about any scenario, anything, and if it's done properly, it'll work. <laughs> I mean that's that's yeah. the thing. You can you can say, uh, you know, should Spider-Man be a father? If it's done properly, yeah. Should Peter Parker give it up? If it's done properly, then it'll be done properly. <laughs> that's that's yeah. just kind of a huge qualifier. You can do just about anything properly if you find the right writer to do it right. Uh, it's The question is, would it be done properly? Mm-hmm. That's what's up in the air.
0: Well, I don't think Spider... Well, Batman's kind of a loner, and I, work, I think he works best as a loner, but he has Robin with him. Do you think Spider-Man could have a Spider-Man and Black Cat book?
1: thought you were going to ask if we thought that Spider-Man should have a 12-year-old boy as a sidekick. But, uh, oh. <laughs> hey,
4: we had, we had like a 15-year-old girl as a sidekick, or they tried to do that.
1: Yeah, they did, didn't they?
0: Oh, are we talking about the burn stuff? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, that didn't work. That, and that cover just kind of grosses me out when her kissing yeah. her. Ugh. Yeah. I, I Could we? I don't think he – well, we've always said that Spider-Man wouldn't work in a team, but I think he does well in the New Avengers. But uh, I don't know. Would anybody buy Black Cat Spider-Man besides me?
2: <laughs> if, <laughs> if it's not the same as the Black Cat Spider-Man miniseries we got before,
0: yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. Are you talking about Kevin Smith?
2: Yep. Oh, uh, okay. I actually, well, the- I really like the first three issues of that. I just didn't care for the last three issues. So, I, yeah. I like Black Cat, and quite honestly, she's uh, in the next arc of Crawl Space. She'll be entering. Uh, Crawlspace as a regular supporting character. I, I like Black Cat. I think she can be used well. It's just I didn't like how she was used in Amazing Spider-Man recently, so I don't have a whole lot of hope for what they would do right now. What do you think, Jr.?
1: Oh, I, I just was going to get back, reiterate the point that was being made that it, if it's done well, and it's like the whole thing with the marriage, the marriage to Mary Jane. That was an awful story. Marvel won't admit it. You know, it was an awful story. I don't mind seeing Peter and Mary Jane broke up. But it was an awful story. And with the black cat, you know, unless, I mean, if, the, if this is the angle they're going to have, you know, with her the way they did it in 606, 607, there's no way a partnership would work. I mean, it would burn out. I mean, you would get tired of reading that real quick.
0: Yeah. Stella, yeah. what do you think?
3: Um,. You know, as if it was strictly professional relationship, um, I just, you know, I like romance like the next girl, but I really don't want my Spider-Man comic riddled with um, sex that really means nothing in the end. So I, if it was a professional team-up, I could potentially see it, but I think I would like to see him team up with somebody else first.
0: Okay. All right. Any closing comments, guys, before I hit stop? Check out comments on mm-hmm. chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> I said comments, not pimpage. <laughs> hey, hey,
4: pimping is easy, brother.
0: And that's our last show for November. Before we go, I want to thank our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com, and show another Spider Spotlight issue. It's the Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 22 trade paperback. The cover price is 20 Mail MailOrder has it for $9.99. So place your orders at MailOrderComics.com. Everyone have a happy Thanksgiving holiday. We'll see you in a month for our big Christmas show. I'm Brad Douglas for the spider dot com.